Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Oh, now we've all thought about it. Some of us have even started growing our own potatoes, garlic, and maybe the odd tomato if you're feeling adventurous. But what can be achieved in a whole year. Michael Kelly from GIY Ireland is the man who knows more than most. He's documented a full year growing his own and he's put it into a brand new book, The GIY Diaries. And he joins us now. How are you, Michael? How are you doing? GIY, of course, is Grow It Yourself. Yes. Uh, we all have aspirations to it. I, I mentioned a few minutes ago that I used to have an allotment. Yeah. Um, but I underestimated the amount of weeding and that I would have to do and how little the other people in my shared allotment would do. <laughs> so it got to the point where the weeds spread into the other serious allotmenters' allotments. Oh, God. At which there point was there was a vote and we were gone. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's not good. So we just had to sort of bow out gracefully and, yeah, and admit yeah. that it was uh, we'd bitten off maybe more than we can chew. Is that something that... People tend to do. Is yeah. that a classic mistake? I think it is. And I think I did that as well when I started first. I've been doing it about about 20 years at this stage now. And um, definitely when I started, I was like kind of kid in a candy store, like grow everything. Um, complete self-sufficiency was the goal. Mm. You know, I had yeah. eggs and chickens and the whole lot. Like, <laughs> um, and in time, I think I've realized you, you actually, you do have to kind of make it work around your lifestyle and your life and and do do as much as is kind of um so that so that it's kind of manageable um the weeding is kind of i i think is a kind of um it's one of those things that the like the boring advice is kind of little little and often like if you mm. do like get out there with a with a hoe every every week or whatever and hoe even when there aren't weeds kind of thing you kind of stay on top of it well, so it is it, one of those things that can kind of take over and annoy all the other <laughs> lot of years if it's your back garden though you're probably more likely to do the weeding because you're seeing it every day yeah whereas if an allotment is away from your house then you're not seeing the weeds grow and every time you go up there there's a shock to the system, so yeah, you tend yeah. to go less and less because you don't want to see what awaits you. Yeah, and it's it's like guilt is never a good a good emotion to have yeah, in your no. life in something that you're supposed to be enjoying. And and like I think I've I've kind of when I started as well, I was I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I'm very self critical about stuff, and I'd always be like kind of like this walking past the veg patch, you know, avoiding eye contact with the weeds kind of thing. Yeah. But I think you do, you do need to cut yourself a bit of slack as well and enjoy it. And, and um, uh, definitely I, I've, I've found recently when I started, I had just a big open patch of ground, which I think most allotments are. And, and in more recent years, I've, I've put in raised beds, which kind of just make it a little bit more manageable psychologically. I think you've got like... You can go out and deal with one raised bed, give that a weed, you know, and, and kind of it's bite yeah. off little chunks that are more manageable. Well, look, let's, let's get your favorite tips for getting started because people don't know where to start. They don't know whether they should start with a window box or is it digging a patch in the garden? Do they, How much kit do they need? Is it going to cost them a fortune? So what do you think your top tips for getting going are? Um, the first thing I would always say is just, get started like do you know what I mean I think I think it is a very daunting kind of a hobby and I I remember when I started first like I was I came from an IT world so like I, I my instinct was get a spreadsheet and I had like all the veg down one side yeah and all the months across the other and like when you multiply 50 veg by 12 months that's a lot of variables so there was so much to learn and I was so daunted by it so I think um you know, just just getting started and start with maybe four or five things that you really like to eat that are maybe a little bit easier. Get a few kind of 
quick wins under your belt. Mm. So I think things like salad leaves are are fantastic, particularly if you go rather than going for lettuce, like there's a family of, of salad leaves called oriental greens, which are kind of cut and come again, which means they grow, you cut them with the scissors and then they grow back a second time. So they're much easier to grow. Um, herbs are fantastic. I think I think some of the couple of veg I think are just very easy to grow. It'd be the likes of beetroot, I think is fantastically easy to grow. It's almost 100% reliable, I find. Mm. Um, so picking kind of veg that that are easy and, and quick, I think, when you start out. And that sounds pretty straightforward, like pick something that you want to eat. But I yeah. think a lot of people go, I'm just going to grow a lot of onions. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, I, I don't really like onions. You're not, you're not going to eat them like an apple. So it's actually growing stuff that exactly. you, you will eat and yeah. not just that because it grows. Yeah, exactly. Like my one was celery. Like I, I kind of grow it every year and I really don't like celery very much. <laughs> and I don't know why I persist with it, but it's just like definitely pick things that you like to that you like to eat. That's always a really good start. And like to your question about do you start in a window box or whatever? I, I, I think a lot depends on what available space you have. I think mm. I think um, a lot of people go, you know, as, as you did, like thinking about an, an, an allotment, which is a big piece of space if you're lucky enough to get one. Whereas I think often we have little parts of our garden um, that you could put in a couple of raised beds very easily. They're very cheap to buy or build. Um, mm. Really, you could you could start on on practically no budget, and even even for people who don't have a garden, if you just have an apartment balcony or whatever, you can do a lot in in containers and and um, little pots and things. It's November now. Yeah. Is there anything we could be doing if if we think okay? 2023 is the year of me picking things and eating them. Yeah. What could we be doing now in November? Obviously, there's not a huge amount happening in the garden. Yeah, like it's it's starting to kind of wind down a little bit, all right? Like I, I always feel there's two quiet months for me in, in the veg patch, like December and January. Um, other than that, you're always sort of busy doing something. So definitely it's a great time of the year to kind of learn and and, and get stuck into to, to building a bit of knowledge. Like our... Our website, uh, like GIY, as you mentioned, we're a social enterprise, so we've got loads of free stuff on our website, courses mm. that you can do and get a, get a little bit of knowledge over the winter. Um, it's definitely a good time to think about getting something ready to grow in next next spring so you could get yourself a raised bed and fill it with soil and be, and be ready to start. And then there are a couple of things you can sow. So unusually, um, garlic is is a vegetable that you actually sow before the shortest day of the year in... in um, in December 21st um, and it's it stays in the ground so you literally stick a clove of garlic into the ground and over six months it splits and becomes a bulb of garlic so it's a really straightforward thing to to sort of start with re- relatively easy to grow and so you sow it you can sow it around now and it'll be ready to eat next mm. next June or so we can also sow broad beans at this time of the year and couple of other things like there's overwintering peas that you can sow around now and they just kind of they more or less stay in the ground relatively idle for the winter and then um, kick off in the spring and be ready to eat maybe May or June of next year. Yeah and you mentioned you worked in IT there what's your own story in terms of making that transition into this now you're writing gardening books and and teaching people how to grow stuff. Yeah well it it was with garlic actually Um, (laughs) funnily enough I I had like a genuine road to Damascus life moment uh in in a supermarket one time and uh, like I, I was probably in my late 20s early 30s at the time and I was kind of really into food but not really thinking about where where my food was coming from 
um, flying around the supermarket, picked up a bulb of garlic that, um, you know, they're like nets with three like yes. three bulbs in it. And I, I noticed it said product of China on the, on the label, or it said, I think it said fresh from China, which, which is... Which <laughs> fresh is probably, off the boat. Yeah, which exactly. Left six months I ago. I think it's the last word you'd use to describe <laughs> yourself after a trip to China. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was, it really just caught my, caught my imagination. It kind of slapped me over the head and got me thinking about like, where, where is, mm. like, why China and why garlic? And um, I suppose when you look into it, you realise actually a lot of the veg that we eat is imported, nearly 90% of it in, in Ireland. Um, and it's I just mad, decided it? it is crazy. And, um, and, and when, you real, when you start growing yourself, I suppose what you realise is actually all this stuff re- does grow really well in Ireland. We've got a fantastic climate for it. Um, but yeah. unfortunately, just the way the, way the food system has gone, it's like... Um, We've just accepted that it's normal to have all these veg coming in from all over the world. And when, did you, when did you decide to make that career move, though? It's one thing looking at a bulb of garlic in a supermarket, but actually quitting your job and moving into gardening. Yeah, yeah we, it was around 2008, so um, it was really out of frustration that there was nothing to grow. So I just felt like the whole, as I, as I got more interested and grown, grown more food at home, I wanted to, to learn more about it. And I felt like... All the books that I was reading, there was a lot of Latin horticultural names and yeah. all sorts of horticultural sort of snootiness about it. So it was really, and there was nothing, I felt there was nothing for me to join. So I set GIY up in 2008, really as a self-help group for myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's how it all kicked off and um, it's taken off from there, yeah. Well, look, the book is called The GIY Diaries, A Year of Growing and Cooking. And what I like about this is you can you can open it up on any day or, you know, of any month in the year and it, you will... Tell you, tell us not only what we can be doing at that time, but also you add a little recipe to for you know eating the stuff that you've grown or that you possibly will grow yeah, next year. Exactly. Like I think cooking, cooking and eating the stuff is the whole point. You know, so yeah. to me, it doesn't make sense to have a growing book that doesn't have, have lots of recipes in it as well. So there's loads of recipes in there from from my own kitchen. You know, use to use up gluts and use up. Um, Make the lovely produce into lovely into lovely meals, and that's that's what the whole thing is about ultimately. You know, yeah. so brilliant. Um, delighted yeah. to have it out there. Oh eight seven four one hundred one or two. If you want to uh, drop in any comments or let us know what you what's happening in your window box or your garden, the GIY Diaries: A Year of Growing and Cooking. Michael Kelly, thanks for dropping in thanks today. Thanks, Cheers, Michael. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from nine a.m. Today FM.